yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show, and have we got a good one for you. We've got battle royals, we've got gangs trying to declare dominance of Raw, and we even got a dangerous alliance. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer. His name is Justin Labar. His name is Jimmy Corderas. Fellas, Justin, how are you today? I'm good. Good to see you after not seeing you last week. Yeah, I was I was away for a little bit. Had to get the, the hair chopped a little bit. Had to streamline a little bit. Oh, you did. Why would you? Why would you cut such fabulous hair? What's what's going on there? I, you know, I, I, I always just get like tired of having to <laughs> blow dry it and deal with it. So I, I, I cut it every now and again. And do you know how over. cocky <laughs> and arrogant you sound to Jimmy <laughs> yeah, right now? That you're all oh, this poor luscious hair. It's just, it's just too much of it. Yeah, it's it's the same reason I wear a shirt to cover my rippling six pack. <laughs> uh, keep, keep keep rubbing it in. Keep just yeah, man. Oh man, I keep, I keep I keep a rippling six pack with a different kind of six pack. <laughs> well, either way, it all ends up on the stomach, right, Justin? No, um, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, but yeah, we. Jimmy, I want to hear from you. For everyone who's tuning in, I'm having some work done at my place, so I'm not in my usual spot. But as we were talking about before we went on the show, I think this my backup microphone, my travel microphone, it's got me sounding nice over here. I don't know. I might keep this one. You may uh, have to. You may have to do it just like you're cutting a promo in the, in the ring. Just hold that mic and do it. Yeah, I mean, sounds I, good. Uh, yeah, I, just, I think I'll just keep this one. Plus, it keeps my hands busy. I don't know. I, I, I like and, this one. And real quickly about the hair thing. Uh, there was an old song. How'd it go? Don't know what you've got till it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. You know. I. I. Uh, I always. I, I, it's funny. I always tell the barber. I, I was like, "Hey, you want to go? I'm going to go short." He's like, "Sure." I'm like, yeah, it'll grow back. And I was like, "Oh, one of these days, it's <laughs> not going to." So maybe I should uh, enjoy it while it's here a little bit more. But I tell you, it gets tiring having to blow dry and all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, sorry, you know what this is? The world's smallest violin, and it's playing just for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we've uh, we've definitely got some good uh, some good news. Well, no, I don't know. I should not say good news. we got some big news stories coming up that I definitely want to chat with you guys about as we go through some of these incredible comments. You guys, everyone here in the chat, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review, all that good stuff. You uh, – you know how the, the the story goes. Let's talk about news. This is some pretty big news, and I'm kind of surprised I didn't see more people talk about it on social media. And uh, apparently, Endeavor requested that Vince McMahon remain the WWE chairman uh, for a greater share of the new company. In a recent SEC filing, uh, it showed that uh, in regards to Vince McMahon's position in the new company, uh, a breakdown of the deal that led to the merger, WrestleNomics highlighted key advice that centered around McMahon's involvement, mainly. Endeavor's legal advisor turned over a revised term sheet to WWE. Amidst the terms, there was a proposal that McMahon serves as executive chairman until he is unable to or retires. Further, McMahon would get five out of the 11 board seats in addition to veto rights. And on top of it all, Endeavor offered to give WWE shareholders a greater percentage of the voting power in the new company for the assurance that McMahon would serve as executive chairman in the new company. Now, that is a lot of stuff, but fortunately, I've been watching Succession, so some of this stuff uh, sounds normal to me now. But Justin, 
we complain on the internet about Vince McMahon's involvement, but here it's showing that it sounds like Endeavor was willing to actually pay up in addition to all the money for WWE, but they were willing to give even more to ensure that Vince McMahon didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and I'm not surprised to hear this. You know, when they did that CNBC interview uh, Romania weekend, uh, Vince and uh, the Endeavor CEO, Ari Emanuel, uh, Ari even said something to the effect of like, you know, I, I made this guy stay or I, <clears throat> I brought him back out of retirement. I forget exactly what it was, but you know, that that's essentially what he said. And, and, and yeah, you know, it when we... When we hear about Vince being on site anymore and he's getting involved in creative or things like that, you know, it tends to have a negative connotation. And, and we tend to see things and we talk about it, obviously, extensively on this podcast. Uh, we're like, no, let's let's not do that. Like, you know, let's, let's be progressive. Let's be forward. Let's let's advance, you know, whatever. And that all can be true. But what also is true is that on the big picture, on the billion dollar scope, which is what these guys in the boardroom are worried about, they don't they don't they don't they don't sit there and book. Uh, finishes and who's got heat, who's shining. They're looking at bottom lines. Uh, Vince has been the head of the, he's been the head guy while the company has glowed into the global juggernaut that it has. And and by their accounts, Vince is a genius. And I think Vince is a genius in certain levels. I think we would just debate, is he still a creative genius when it comes to week to week wrestling creative? But yeah, it this is exactly what Vince wanted, you know, or this is exactly what Vince said anyways. When he came back in, what was it right here right at the turn of the, of, the, of the year here and it came back in the fold after his retirement in july he said i'm coming back in to help facilitate a sale and and made it all sound like i got to be here in order for us and and look by the way that it's now hearing from endeavor that's exactly how it shook out vince came back and vince was the reason why why this major business deal got done so uh, like it or don't like it, and what does it mean long term? Again, you know, events getting involved in booking, just time will tell. But uh, he he was a major factor uh, in in getting this this WWE sale slash merger to happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's we again we can get all caught up in the details, but I think it just goes to show again that Vince knows what he's doing. You can imagine, and Jimmy. You've been a part of WWE for a lot of different eras, but there's always been the one guy that sort of was steering the ship. And so you can imagine if you are Endeavor and you are purchasing WWE, you would want the guy that has made it what it is and not someone else who, again, we're in the, we follow along. So like we know who Triple H is and Stephanie McMahon is, but if you're broad picture shareholder investor, you want the guy that got them there, not the, not the, the second runner up or this the next person in line. Exactly. And at the end of the day, this is called the wrestling business. And Vince McMahon is one heck of a businessman. You know, you can question all you want about his, his creative uh, genius or whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, you look through those eras that you just talked about through the, the Hogan era when it took off. And then, you know, the, the attitude era, the ruthless aggression, all those different eras. Like you said, there's one constant behind it. It's Vince McMahon running and steering the ship. So, you know, they can still move forward. You look at Endeavor, it wants to have someone that knows what they're doing in the wrestling business running that end of the the business. Just like, uh, when, if correct me if I'm wrong, when they purchased UFC, they kept Dana White because Dana White knows the, the ultimate fighting company. Mm-hmm is better than anybody and who knows the wwe better than anybody vince mcmahon especially from a business standpoint from an office standpoint so having someone in charge that knows 
the industry from the inside out from a business standpoint is a smart move. What can I tell you? Yeah, I think the fair statement to make, and this is this is speaking as somebody who follows a company, but also obviously as a as a as a, a hardcore wrestling fan like we all are here, I think is is Vince's fast pitch is his fastball with booking anymore in 2023 and to the audience and to the to the to what's relevant i don't think so but if your endeavor and you say okay you know if there is other people there if there's triple H other people there that are can do that vince's fastball that he does still have and it's a fastball that's so unique and it because pro wrestling is so unique vince mcmahon's fastball still is how to market the, the 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 their their product their characters their stories their 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 presentation which is just which is nothing which is there's nothing that's quite like it there's it's a little bit of disney it's a little bit of sports a little bit of a rock show but there's nothing quite like it and so if vince's fastball still is the marketing and if you're an endeavor and you're going to do this you're like well there's nobody else that's gonna be able to market this quite as well he's he's done he's got it to this point I, again i can understand wanting him to be involved it's just us as the wrestling fans then go let it stay there let's let new blood write the shows and, and move forward so but but his fastball is the marking of, of the genre yeah he's stupendous at it you could say um the that's a old wrestlemania comment um man i looking at my screen here if i open up my notes you can look at how bright it looks <laughs> sorry i'm playing with my computer right now um <laughs> we have more news here uh so some information inf- interesting news on bray wyatt so there was a report that he was not listed internally uh, from PWI uh, on their roster, Bray Wyatt. But according to Fightful, that internal roster that PWI reported on omitted Wyatt due to his current inability to take part in storylines due to health issues that have sidelined him. Um, it, this also goes apparently for Uncle Howdy as well. So it's not because I, I think there was a kind of a... Uh, a a buzz about what's going on with Wyatt. Is he gone? Is he disappearing? What are they getting rid of him? Whatever, because he wasn't listed internally on a report, but it's really just because he's not available because he's injured. Uh, Jimmy, the takeaway I have from this is that whether you like Bray Wyatt, whether you don't like Bray Wyatt, much like a CM Punk, everyone is talking about Bray Wyatt, whether or not he's on TV. And that is a good sign for Bray Wyatt. That is a good sign. And and like you said, it appears to be a health issue. So hopefully that could all get resolved. That's the main thing we want. Yes, we do want Bray Wyatt back, but you want Bray Wyatt healthy as well. And if it, I don't want to jinx it or anything like that by saying, if there's a possibility that he can't come back, you know, that's too bad. But like you said, people want to see him. They are Mm -hmm. interested. People are invested in him and that character. So, uh, you know, hopefully things get better and hopefully he can get back into it. But at the same time, health comes first. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Justin, any additional takeaways um, on this one? Uh, As far as as Bray Wyatt goes, obviously, I don't know what's wrong with him, but obviously the hope is he gets better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, health first, like Jimmy said. And and like you said, Jack, I mean, he's very polarizing. He is. And and his his character and stories, all of the stuff on TV is always unique. It's not always loved by everybody, but it always has everybody debating and talking. Uh, obviously, the WrestleMania uh, season has come and gone, you know, just kind of whatever. It, it was what it was. We didn't get to, they, they, he didn't get to do, they need to follow up on anything that they've been doing from, you know, Mountain Dew, Lights Out match, Rumble all the way through. Uh, but the good news is, is that it, when, if and when he gets healthy, it's been enough time that you can kind of just start over. In a little bit, um, you can kind of whether you want him on Raw, whether you want him on SmackDown, um, 
you know, as we'll talk about tonight, Raw's got a great, well, I guess SmackDown does too, but, you know, we really showcased that in Raw. It's a lot of factions, a lot of groups that are really starting to intersect. And uh, and I've said, I've been saying this for a while recently here, is that uh, we've seen different iterations of Bray Wyatt. Um, the best, the most successful, I think we all look at, is the original, is the Wyatt family. Uh, and, you know, he's a cult leader. He's He's got mind control. It all just kind of works. And maybe they were starting that. Maybe that's what the Uncle Howdy introduction was leading to. Maybe there's more. So all I'm saying is that it's been long enough now that Bray's been out because of whatever he's dealing with it. It's not like anybody's freshly remembering that he was going to challenge Bobby. Lass. You know, it's kind of like we can start fresh, so maybe he could pop up in wherever the most opportunistic creative spot is. And what if he pops up and he's got a faction, he's got a family again, uh, that can make life interesting uh, on either one of the, the Monday or Friday shows. You know, this is just absolute reckless speculation right now. And me just kind of thinking this as it comes to my head. But again, I don't know what the injury is that Bray Wyatt's dealing with, but it does make me look back. And as we were saying, how come he keeps doing these? He needs to wrestle more. He needs to get in the ring. I wonder how much of them dragging out the story was them seeing that he was injured and trying to buy him time to get better before going, you know what? This is going to take too long. We, we, we've got to move on or something like that. Again, just reckless speculation, guessing, thinking out loud. I'm not saying that's what it was, but no, looking but back, very, it makes me wonder yeah. if that had anything to do with it. Well, it could very well have been. You never know. We don't know right now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, so cool. So let's get into this show. Uh, we do have a couple of super chats that are for specific uh, parts of the show. So Michael, I see yours about Gunther. We'll definitely talk about that. And Maya Lee, we, I see yours about Ali going to talk about that one as well but we're going to wait till we get to those parts of the shows uh so we can uh keep it all rolling smoothly let's start with the top of the show we've got the tag team champions kevin owens and Sami Zayn coming out they're just as surprised as everyone else that they're going to be facing roman reigns and solo sokoa at night of champions uh owens says that or uh sammy has been saying that reigns has been checking people for too long but at night of champions he's going to get checked the Judgment Day come out, and they say they want the first crack at the tag team titles as Sam and KO retain them. Eventually, the two teams start fighting, and the Judgment Day runs off after getting chased off with a chair. Uh, and, Justin, we set the stage for the rest of the night, basically, and that is kind of a Judgment Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and all the different people that will be affected by that going forward. Obviously, we're going to talk about these guys a lot going forward on the show, but for now... Any thoughts on uh, this opening segment? No, I thought it was a good opening segment. I thought again, we, we are just now seeing, um, you know, after backlash, you know, that's when the kind of it's like the reset of the, of the result of the draft, and we saw some swapping of talent from Raw or SmackDown. But you can't swap everybody because then all you do is you just move everything from Raw to SmackDown and vice versa. They have to keep some things in order to have fresh matchups, and they kept the Judgment Day all on Raw, which is good because now we're seeing fresh matchups that Sammy and Kevin are there to deal with the judgment day. And of course, later we'll, 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 we'll in, in, insert Imperium Imperium. So I thought it was a good start. It got me interested in the night. I was like, all right, this is good. Fresh, um, uh, you know, all, all credible, you know, KO and Sammy, obviously what they just did uh, recently in mania. And then of course the, uh, you know, judgment day, you know, how can you deny what these four are doing and involved in? So yeah, this was, this was a really intriguing opener and you're right. It set the stage for what was a, a, a thread that the, we weaved in and out of all night. I think that Judgment Day are definitely taking the role as the kind of the main players on Raw. At least uh, they've been that way, but today it really felt like it. Jimmy, I want to talk to you about Rhea. We're going to see Rhea a bit more through the night. Uh, but in this segment, she was just 
blatantly getting cheered in this segment. They loved mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley. Do you think that this will be a problem uh, from a, a booking standpoint at some point? Like, people love Rhea Ripley. And I don't think I, I think they stopped booing her uh, because they're supposed to. And now they're just cheering for her because they love her. Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma because she's saddled right beside Don Mysterio, who gets an intense amount of heat. He can't get a word out without getting booed out of the building. So, you know, everybody's like, what the heck is going on here, so to speak? But, uh, man, I, I don't understand why uh, they are cheering her. I, yes, she is intriguing. She's very, you know, entertaining and different from many of the women on the roster. And she's very talented. But at the same time, it's kind of... I find it kind of odd that they are cheering her a little bit and booing Dom. Like almost, <laughs> it's got me going, wait, what a minute. I don't think it's around the corner, but I could see if if, 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 they, if they if they keep Dom and, and Rhea associated the, the way they do is kind of, you know, without they never actually say boyfriend, girlfriend, but, they, but it's, it's obviously all the, you know, everything is alluded to. If well, they keep, and Poppy. Right. So if, so if they keep this relationship going, as much heat as Dom gets now, I could see that eventually this thing goes through the storm and they become like this just strange oddball couple that the fans eventually take to because that's what wrestling does. Eventually, after a while, what what was, you know, what was booed and strange becomes strange but beloved. So and they end up breaking away. You know, I mean that could actually happen. And then then all of a sudden we're now we're in territory where we're gonna have the wedding, the, the Dom and Mom, the mommy and you know i mean i don't know but it's it's i also think too with ria she's so dominant she's so entertaining as jimmy said there's also they don't there there's no there's no like baby face woman that anybody wants to see dethrone her i mean mm -hmm. becky's back and getting a pop and she's working with trish and whatever so like what does ria do for SummerSlam? but like there's there's no there's not like any up-and-coming hot baby face that everybody's like yes get her to ria right now there's just nobody there good point yeah, she's she's just on another level. But yeah, you've sold me now, Justin. I don't. I wanted to. I do want it to be sooner rather than later. I want the Dom and Rhea wedding. I think there's no way that could go wrong. There's no way <laughs> it would never get interrupted. <laughs> that would be so good. Already. You know, Vi you know Vi Vi Vicky. You know, Vicky. Uh, you know, Vicky's there as part of it. You know, because because Dom obviously acknowledges Eddie as his real father, and uh, I mean, there's there's just there's just tons of potential of of. Of what they could do, oh, yeah. I, you could have uh, some of Dom's best men or, or groomsmen be people from prison with him. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that would be so great! Yeah, oh, have, them all, have them all shackled at the ankle together so they can't <laughs> like a chain gang. They come out. Yes. Oh my goodness, I would love it. That would be so good. Uh, we we continue on and we get. Um, we get to the Miz versus Shinsuke. And what I really liked about this is that they, they built up to it. Yes. Last week. So we mm -hmm. expected it was coming and uh, it was a couple segments long. Shinsuke gets a squeaky clean win over the Miz. Uh, Jimmy, looking back on that, I thought that this bodes very well for Shinsuke and his time on raw. What say you? No, of course it does. And, and you know what? And, I just don't get why people think Miz can't work, but Miz is awesome in the ring and, and, and they had a heck of a match and they proved tonight. And he, you know, Miz can work with anybody. And that's the amazing thing as someone who saw him from day one from tough enough. And you know what I mean? And all the, the uh, unfortunate circumstances he had to go through because uh, some of it 
brought on by himself, seeing him become what he's become, it's amazing. And uh, I, I enjoyed the match. It was very entertaining. They had me invested. And Shinsuke is, uh, you know, it's, it's a good win for him. Let's put it that way. And it's now got me interested to see where this leads to. It's so smart, too, because Shinsuke is one of those guys that I think needs wins to be relevant. And Miz doesn't. And it, so him losing, I think, hurts nobody. Shinsuke winning helps him a ton. Sorry, just, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Just to, to further on that point, part of the reason why is Miz can talk himself into getting heat back. And Shinsuke, uh, because of the, the language barrier, the slight language barrier, not as easy for him. Um, but yeah, Justin, I got to ask you, is is this over? Or do you think we're going to see more Shinsuke versus Miz shenanigans? I mean, I could see another week or two, especially. I mean, I, it doesn't sound like that they're working something at Night of Champions. Not to say that something couldn't be made next week on Raw. Uh, you know, but but yeah, this is like the perfect kind of introduction on Raw for Shinsuke. I mean, look, for, first off, Shinsuke, you know, when he after after coming up from NXT, you know, he was on SmackDown for so much of his career. And then he, I think he was injured for a while. Like he, he doesn't actually have a lot of Monday Night Raw history that I can recall. I'm not going to say that he's never been on Raw or never had a match. I'm sure somebody could, could fact check when that last was. But he definitely is not a Monday Night. Like he, so, you know, I don't know how much the audience is split in terms of, you know, oh, I watch Raw, but I don't watch SmackDown, vice versa. But for whatever purpose, he's, he's, he's fairly fresh on Monday Night. So he needs a win. Um, you know, and, and and previous iterations of booking, I would see them, oh, he gets screwed this week, screwed next week, and they kind of dangle the carrot out, and we never quite get the payoff necessarily. So I am glad that he just gets the upfront win right here because, like Jimmy's saying, Miz, every, when Miz loses, it's kind of like a gift to his gift of gab because he just comes back the next week and he just tells you some BS story about why he didn't really lose. And it's, it's, he's just He does it with such an artful, uh, <laughs> such an artistic glee. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he can lose, and it's not going to harm him at all. Um, so yeah, this was I, I think absolutely the right call um, because Shinsuke Nakamura, if if they stick with him, and and he does have a little connection with the crowd, despite the fact like he doesn't, he's not going to cut long promos, and and his promos are are, are very brief and a certain style. Uh, but he, they need more baby faces. So if 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 they can stick with him and give some wins and credibility, uh, he's somebody that they could look at, and maybe he. You know, maybe he's again. You know, he's in the mid card picture, thriving. Maybe he, maybe he's contending for the the, the new world title's gonna be on Raw soon. You know, I don't know. Yeah, he's someone that I think if you give him some good wins, he'll be able to do a lot of good stuff and and carry a lot of things there. Um, before we move on, I do want to quickly. I forgot to do the roll call, so thank you, uh, Huffman Elite Training, Justine Dream Realm Studios. We got Adam Staples. NYC Demon Divas in the house also. Uh, but Tuck Graff as well. Ethan Cruz, by the way, brought a friend. Thank you so much for coming through as well. Baby Ice, Stephen Camp, Goodfella, and Iron Eagle, Ricky Lewis. A ton of folks in there. Uh, J.R. Smith as well. Thanks so much for coming through. I forgot to do it earlier, so getting to it now. We're not perfect. Uh, I'm not perfect. I forgot something. I saw Issa was in the chat, and it threw me off because I was like, this troublemaker rebel rousers here. Uh, <laughs> speaking of troublemakers and rebel rousers, uh, we got a couple of video packages I want to talk about. We'll just lump them together here, but we got a hype package for AJ Styles and then a really cool two-part interview with, uh, with Seth Rollins about his shot at the world title coming up. Very ESPN-like. And uh, Justin, I wanted to just get your thoughts on this. I personally loved it. I, like I said, ESPN-like. It made it feel like a big deal. What were your thoughts on the way they presented this? 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, they don't do this that often, so it stands out when they do. Uh, obviously, you have, you know, and Seth worked great in this in this environment. He's just such a good soundbite guy, and you have so much video history with him for the last uh, eleven years, so dating back to his NXT inaugural NXT title win that they talked about. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, and, and then I guess the third part is going to come. At least the third part is coming next week that they they cliffhang to. I mean, look, and I, and I said this last week as we as we, you know, why is this tournament Raw and SmackDown? I mean, it just seems like this. This is just a layup. This is just the, this is just the title for Seth Rollins to win. Um, and this this whole profile of him just kind of cements that to me. I don't see them doing all this. And not that not that AJ's not a credible champion. Of course he would be. But again, he's on SmackDown, and it just seems kind of out of the left field. It just seems like Seth Rollins. He's just he's uh, next to Cody. He's the most over babyface. Um, yeah. So and, and if and if you're keeping Cody away from a title picture on purpose, then. And if you have a new world title, and oh, by the way, your other world title is being held by a heel who's basically on a part-time appearance schedule. You know, Seth is a, you know Seth is still very much full-time. Seth is still working house shows. He's he's one of the best draws they have. I just this just feels like Lex, Lex Express all the way in '93, but actually <laughs> the title is actually going to get onto the Lex Express. Yeah, and to your point, even if I know that Seth Rollins is going to win, him and AJ are going to steal the show. Those guys are just, they're, it's going to be incredible. So I, you could tell me Seth is winning the match. I'm like, it's still going to be a can't miss match. It's I'm telling you, Seth, Seth is winning the match. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, it, well, you know, I felt that way about Cody Rose at WrestleMania, and here well, we are. Well, so, yeah. um, but Jimmy, how did you feel about this one? I will say my one bummer is I feel like I like to fight for the folks with the microphone in the back and so I felt a little bad for Byron Saxton he should have been the one doing this interview but I guess it did feel a little bit more serious with now, with Corey Graves that's the thing because you, you know they say that perception is reality and when they introduce this championship and stuff like that what was people's automatic first reaction oh this is a makeup title a secondary championship because uh, the Roman Reigns and everybody's making up kind of you know uh, uh, different names for this championship, not world heavyweight championship. But th- I think they did a good job tonight of trying to make it feel important. And that's what it didn't feel like going into tonight. They did they did a nice job of making Seth Rollins feel like he needs this championship. He has to, you know, elevate. He's going to elevate this championship and it's going to elevate him as well. But I just worry that the audience still hasn't bought into this title yet. Hopefully Seth Rollins can be that guy that could make the title meaningful. Yep. And I think he job. is. Cause he's one of those guys, as mentioned by Justin, he's, he's there every week and he puts on banger matches every single time he's mm-hmm. out there. And the fact that the crowd loves him so much. And I love that he talked about how this is the first time the crowd has sort of dictated what he does. Cause he was a bad guy. Then they cheered him so much. It was like, what am I going to do? I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm a man of the people now. And so, well, yeah, I think he could make I, this something I, special. I, I love the fact that he cu- he mentioned that this is the authentic version of himself, mm-hmm. and that's what people you know want to see. Well, and also to the fun fact that they they started the whole interview with his his timeline of his WWE career. He won the inaugural NXT World Title, so it's like and and look that NXT World Title has gone on to be a big deal within their within their company. You know, it's 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 a, it's been a big part of their you know, their pipeline of development. So it's kind of like, all right, well, if he won the first title there and that title got held by all the people that got held by after him, then again, all the more that just makes like, oh, if he wins this title, I mean, it's, it it, it is them shooting their best shot 
at again what I think is very predictable and still has a lot of questions of logic of, of the whole setup. But okay, if this is it, like I said, Seth Rollins is your probably next to Cody. He's your best baby face right now. So if you if you got to have somebody as a world champ, if you got to name somebody as a new world champion with his new belt, uh, it's hard to argue for anybody else but him. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to Justin. Thanks so much for rolling through as we continue on. We're going to get to what I thought was kind of the most incredible part of the show. And I mean, go figure. It was a it was a battle royal with a shot at the uh, Intercontinental Championship on the line. And what I loved about this, I think whoever put this thing together deserves an award uh, because every elimination had me thinking, oh, I could see that being a match in the future. We had so much cool stuff, but eventually Ali wins it. Uh, and so we'll start with uh, that, just laying the groundwork of the Battle Royal. Justin, what were your thoughts on the Battle Royal? What key takeaways did you have? Yeah, it was fun. It was nice seeing that crop of superstars all in the ring together because it just gave you a, a very quick screenshot of, hey, who's potentially in the IC picture? Who is in that mid-carpet? You know, who are the new now with the with the again draft i'm trying to keep score who's where who do we have on monday night um because you know ali wins that's cool and they do all the pyro and ballyhoo and that's great and um you know mustafa ali is going to go tonight a champion in saudi arabia um you know I, he's not going to win it but it, he's going to be showcased and it's going to give him a chance so it's it's like hey look whoever gunther faced first on raw anyways i'm like gunther's not dropping his ic title immediately so i'd rather them give almost uh, Ali an opportunity uh, some 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 tv minutes to show off do the job lose to gunther but it could still help you know it, the office the fans whoever mm-hmm. goes okay i want to see more of him and he gets something else that keeps him on TV winning. He's won like the last three matches he's been on Raw. So, you know, maybe this is a start of something for him to move in that next level. Gunther, he's going to retain. But as I see this, the screenshot of who's there, all right, now I'm intrigued. A Matt Riddle story and match is is, is, is potentially there later. Um, and some of the other baby faces that were there. And, and some other storylines blossomed out of that battle royal with elimination, such as with Ziggler and such. So, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Jack. I think um, I think this was a definitely a bright spot to the show. And oh, by, and by the way, a, a battle royal for the number one contender for the IC title. It just helps the perception of the IC title that, that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Maya Lee with a super chat from earlier on. Thanks so much for being patient. Saying, "What a fun night, go Ali! Y'all saw fine looking at JD. Gonna recruit him. Watch Gunther versus Roman. Gonna be money." Uh, so a lot of stuff to unpack there with Maya Lee. But Maya Lee's excited, Jimmy, about Ali getting the title shot. It's interesting. And like Justin said, I, a lot of people do not see Ali having a, a snowball's chance in hell of winning this uh, Intercontinental Championship. But like Justin said, it all depends on how he is presented in this match. You can get him over without him going over. If you can get the audience to believe at one point where, oh, I thought he might have had him there. You know what I mean? Get them mm-hmm. to think that at least once in the match, then you got them. If they're watching the match like this going, yeah, that's not happening. That's, you know what I mean? Very, like, you got to get them invested. So it's going to be interesting to see how, I think they will do that. I don't think it's going to be an, an a glorified enhancement match for Gunther. I think we're going to get a, to see a bit of Ali that we haven't seen for a while at least anyways. Yeah, I'm betting there's going to be some insane hope spots in that match where you know the whole like I, I, they'll they'll play up the whole po- like being positive and never giving up 
kind of attitude of Ali, even though he's getting just beaten up, I think. And I think Guther's going to win, but I bet you that we're all going to have one of those moments where we go, oh my goodness, Ali's going to win this thing. And that's the fun of pro wrestling is those little moments. But I mean, I was watching and uh, I got to give a shout out to Akira Tozawa, by the way, for that moment of getting out of the way of Gunther uh, when he was walking <laughs> down the hall. Just, I think he was all of us if we walked in front of Gunther down the hall, just stopping and getting out of the way. Uh, but something I noticed that was really cool was like all the tag teams eliminated tag team people. So like Alpha Academy, Maximum Male Models, The Way were all pretty much involved with each other. Viking Raiders, Hurt Business, Alpha Academy were all involved with each other. Of course, JD McDonough and Dolph Ziggler as mentioned. Elias and Cruz, I could see taking off right away. Imperium costing Riddle. I could see a Bronson Riddle thing. Corbin and Akira, I could even see being something there. So just every single thing that happened in this match, I was looking at back going, you could you could pull from this. There's something there. This wasn't just random. You guys just eliminate each other and then move on. There, It felt like it was thought through. They sowed a lot of seeds in this field. Let's put it that uh, way. Yeah, it, yeah. It was like it was like a buffet for the tape library of, of of if you need to have a match between you know those two tag. Yeah, you can just pull to the archive and say, oh look, mm-hmm. this is what happened. You know that battle royal could be used for weeks here. Yeah. Now, and and you mentioned a lot of tag teams in there, which also helps enhance the other stuff we saw tonight as well. Yep, because now for the next few weeks, even I could see. Uh, you know, whoever maximum male models coming out and being like, I'm upset with you, Alpha Academy, and then they having a, them having a match, or Viking Raiders and Hurt Business having matches and stuff. And to Justin's point, the, the tape library being able to go back and say, Oh, well, that that's why they're fighting. Uh, but later in the night, Ali's walking around feeling positive, and Gunther just feels sorry for him. And that's where I want to get to our next super chat. And Justin, I'm going to throw this one to you. Michael Martinez asks. What am I missing about Gunther? I feel his character is basic and a bit dull at times. Ludwig is more entertaining. Uh, well, I do think that uh, the way uh, Ludwig introduces him and in the ring general, it, 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 does, it is entertaining. I, I think Gunther, look, um, he's trimmed down. his size. So- he does have size. Uh, he has trimmed down significantly. Uh, if you look at past photos of him, he's in tremendous shape. He has the he he's just a, he's he's an interesting hybrid of uh, for his size of you know he can hit he can do the you know as Issa would say he can do the 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 this meaty men slapping meat um, but he's also very deceptively fast and, and agile and athletic for a guy of his size um, you know in terms of his personality yeah I mean he's not he's not Seth Rollins you know in, the, in his mannerisms he he's stoic he's he's you know he. A little bit of European, almost royalty or class or elevation, but but elevated, but also dangerous. It was almost like he's a, a royal sniper, a royal enforcer. Mm-hmm. He there there there's like there's a to 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 the to his silence, to his calm demeanor, the fact that he never gets worked up. There's a certain dangerousness to that there, and then you factor in that he's they've they booked him to be undefeated and hold the IC title for. A year or more now, which is more than anybody in the last twenty-three years, because the IC title was very hot potatoed. Um, you know, I don't know. So I don't know if that answers that person's question, but he's just—he is unique. I—I I, I mean, I—he's not—he's one of those guys. When you look at okay, fresh opponents for a Brock Lesnar, as Brock's career is winding down, and you look for rubs and fresh matchups, I think he's one there because I think he's one that just he's believable to be opposite the ring of Brock. Uh, um, I don't know. I just, he's, he's just got this uniqueness to him that I, that I can't find anybody else that quite 
uh, quite hits all the same marks as he does. Yeah, I think he's I, what is being perceived as boring. I think is the stoicism, just the fact that he is this unfeeling, unflinching kind of monster. He's he's not the big yelling into the microphone kind of guy. I mean, he yells in the microphone, but he's not. I was thinking like he's not your ultimate warrior who's gonna the you know swing his arms around and flail and all that kind of stuff. But he is that he's more like a um, Michael Myers, Halloween kind of scary than he is a aliens scary. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making any sense with these, but I, you know what I always say about Gunther's ever talks about his chops and, and how hard he hits, but I think he's underappreciated in how good he sells. I don't, I don't use wrestling lingo very often. I'm just going to say sells. I guarantee you watch his match with Ali. When it happens, he is going to make Ali look like a million bucks. He won't do it obviously, but like when he is in the moment where he needs to make the, the other guy look good, he makes it look like he gets rocked better than just about any other big guy I've seen. He'll, he's, he's incredible when the other guy is actually getting offense on him. And I think that that's something that people should really take it, like take note of. Cause he's, he's incredible at it. No, I you're think. right. You're absolutely right. He sells, he sells incredibly well because he sells believably. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't overdo it, but he, right. it looks like when they're getting their offense in, like, Oh, they've, they've got him. He's, yeah. he's very good at that stuff. Um, we go forward and, uh, uh, Tuck Graf said, I lost him. Sorry. I won't get back into it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Becky Lynch comes out and says, we all need help sometimes. And she looked to help from two legends then says that Trish woke her up and uh, when she kicked her in the back of the head, and now she's going to kick Trish in the back of the head at Night of Champions. Now, Jimmy, in the past, we've talked about Becky Lynch's promos when she's coming through the crowd or uh, different types of things. How did this one hit you? This one hit me very well. I liked, I liked the promo. I liked the cadence. I liked the tone. She made sense. It, it, she she explained her situation and, and the little things that she says, sometimes the little things matter, as we talk about a lot. But at the same time, it didn't drag on. It wasn't one of those long-winded promos, and then we have the interruption, and then we have this and that going on. It was all Becky Lynch. She told her story. She got it over, and she, she made people go, okay, I want to see this, and she left. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, didn't, it didn't drag on. And that's the one thing I find a lot of times now is there's a lot of interruptions. There's a lot of bells and whistles and ballyhoo. This was Becky Lynch being the man. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point, Jimmy, about it. It kind of being to the point, not overly short, but also she didn't Mm -hmm. meander and and all this stuff. Uh, How about you, Justin? Are you sold on this match more now that she's had that promo? Yeah, the promo helped. Uh, And I like even the line that she had where, uh, she's talking about Trish, uh, you know, uh, turning on her, and she's like, "And I'm sure all of you saw it." And I and I thought that was good because I mean that was a, you know that was a common thing. A lot of people were were you know, I saw a lot of online Twitter fantasy booking that oh Trish is going to turn on her and this and that you know for weeks. So I thought it was just a nice little like it hel- it helps when when you when you just even nod to that kind of stuff. You know, and she doesn't have to say, "Oh, I saw it on the internet." No, you just say, "All of you probably saw it and felt it, and I missed it. I was too blinded." Um, you know, it, I think that helps because then it, 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 it to the fan it then validates their fantasy booking prediction and helps them makes it easier for them to get involved and be sympathetic to you. Like, oh, she's saying what I was just tweeting. 
Mm-hmm. I, and so I thought that was a light, nice little simple touch of her acknowledging and saying, you guys all probably saw a comment and I missed it. I thought it was good. Uh, and, I mean, again, uh, we'll, we'll obviously have a Night of Champions uh, post-podcast, I assume, here on Wrestling Inc. But uh, another one of those, it's 2023, and the voluptuous, vivacious Trish Stratus is going to be wrestling a match in Saudi Arabia. The world is a-changing. It's yeah. it's it's a crazy time indeed. But, yeah, I love that you said that, Justin, Because as far as acknowledging what fans say. Because, one, it doesn't make it, – Sometimes, like, I think if you ignore it, it, it makes it feel like we think the writers think we're stupid because, like, it was obvious. But then when she says that, you go, oh, maybe we were supposed to know. Or I also think her, when when the good guy admits their weaknesses, I think it makes them more endearing. Like, I should have seen that. I think Cody is great at that. We'll talk about him in a second. But, like, Cody's very great about, like, oh, I messed up. And we're like, oh, okay, I, I get with you. But I think what... Sometimes what rubs me wrong the way about Becky is sometimes she's just like, oh, I'm perfect. I've never gotten anything wrong. I'm always one step ahead. And you're like, oh, you seem kind of like a jerk. <laughs> but uh, but when she's like, ah, oh, I should have seen it. You all saw it. I should have saw it. I go, yeah, don't worry about it, though, Becky. We're on your side. <laughs> uh, my, my strings are easily pulled. I'm very easily uh, uh, convinced to like someone or hate somebody. Uh, someone who had their strings pulled, I guess, or changed their minds very easily is a uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Natalia. We're seeing a promo backstage, Jimmy, and it gets mm-hmm. tense. And they're like, don't, don't mess with me. And I like, don't mess with me. And they kind of just go, okay, we won't. And they go their yeah. separate ways. Yeah, Jimmy, did they smooth it out? Did, did a wrestling feud end with a uh, talk? <laughs> um, you would hope not. You would hope that it eventually leads to something in the ring. This might be, uh, a match we see uh, post uh, Night of Champions. This is maybe planting yeah. the seeds for that. Uh, you know, where Na- Na- Natalia comes out and says, Well, you thought we were all smoothed out. No, I let you handle business because I want you at the top of your game, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, I, I, you know what? I want to see more of this. And Natalia is someone you talk about, someone who could help someone get elevated. Natalia can elevate Rhea as much as as popular she is now and as over as she is now. Still, a win over Natalia is a big deal. No, absolutely. Uh, Justin, any takeaways from this one? Yeah, I don't think we could, we've seen the last of these two. I just think it is probably a timeline thing. If maybe they're not working the Night of Champions show, so you just got to kind of slow up for a few weeks here until until it's time to kick that in gear and build towards, you know, an advertised match on raw or, or money, the bank or whatever, whatever the destination is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, as I said earlier, there's no baby face that I think anybody wants to see really dethrone Rhea right now, which is probably contributing to, to the Rhea getting some cheers. But that said, I mean, Natalia is the longest tenured, uh, you know, full-time uh, women's talent on the roster. Certainly has credibility. She has the heart name. I think it would be very – it's very logical to have her line up and have a feud with Rhea at some point and be another notch on Rhea's belt. Um, And and if you can get Hart family involved or any heat for Rhea and Dom to, you know, whatever they can do to, you know, disgrace and and parody and mock the Hearts, it's, it's, it's easy fodder, easy heat. Absolutely. And so we'll probably see that again, as Jimmy mentions, after Night of Champions. But great way to put it on hold, put it on ice for now until later. Uh, Woods comes out and he has a match with Dominic Mysterio. 
Dom talks some trash. I don't know what he said, though. I couldn't hear it. Uh, Woods says he doesn't have any backup right now, but he can stand on his own. They have a match, and Rhea helps Dom get the win. Justin, what I love, love, love about this is, one, it plants the seed for Woods probably having help soon, but also the fact that Dom didn't get had to have help to get the win. It all played out. A nice little tight story. Yeah. Was, uh, 101 booking 101 nothing nothing mm-hmm. too uh you know, nothing no rocket science here <laughs> it was just yeah. a very you just play play the cards that you, you have here and uh, this was great um yeah i mean look dom uh if seth is the one who wins the world heavyweight championship and is the world champion holder on raw i could absolutely see dom being the challenger this summer mm-hmm. um you know, it's not like he's not sluggish in the ring. Of course, he's constantly learning. Uh, but you know, and who better to learn from than being in a, been being in a ring doing house shows and, and TV with Seth freaking Rollins? Uh, but but certainly his character has gotten to the point to where the fans look. I, I mean, I think people if you go around and poll people and you ask them, "Hey, why did you buy tickets to this WWE Raw event tonight?" Uh, you know, and let them let them give two or three answers. Right? I think you'll find quite a bit of them that said, "Hey, I wanted to see Dom." get his ass kicked and i wanted to boo him and that, that's part of the he's become part of the attraction is you know kind of like what the miz is now just on a veteran status uh you know he's you, you get you get a thrill out of booing him so i could see dom absolutely being a guy that they line up to be uh, a challenger for seth again not gonna beat seth not the time now but certainly it elevates in the fact that he's even involved in the situation and it's gonna get better for it i'll tell you at wrestlemania man that crowd was hyped for Ray and Dom. That was probably, mm-hmm. as a fan in the crowd, probably the, one of the most fun matches to have. I had mm-hmm. wandered over to a very fun group for that match, too, so it was a very fun... Uh, a fun that was, Yeah, people... If you're talking about how the crowd reacts to certain people, Dom is worthy of any title on that mm-hmm. roster, I think. Yeah. He's so... He gets reactions. Imagine him with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Imagine the gloating oh. he would do walking around with that. Oh, that would be oh. incredible. Incredible, incredible. Uh, people would Book hate it. it. Book it, Dano. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they have like six people who I want to see win money in the bank this year, which is crazy. I don't know if I've ever had that. We're like, well, I want LA Knight to win it. I want Seth Rollins to win it. I want Dom to win it. I feel like there's a million people I want to win money in the bank this year. Nothing it's wrong all- with that. That's a nice problem to have. Nice problem to have, but it's always better for money in the bank to be carried around by heel. It's a license yeah, to steal. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, there's no real nice way to cash in on somebody. You know? Well, I mean, you, you know, you do what RVD did famously, and a few others have done this, where you call your shot, you make your match, but it's very right. illogical. If you have if you have the ability to be opportunistic, why the hell would you do that? Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. care. I don't care how much integrity you have, babyface. You want to be a champion. Yeah. Um, so as we move on to uh, the next spot here, JD McDonough gets a little video. Uh, talking about how you never bet against an ace and then he talks to kathy kelly outside and finn balor walks on screen for just a second there jimmy Hmm. is jd gonna join the judgment day um who knows see and that's the thing there's a little bit of a seed planted and it's got people going hmm and that's the whole idea you don't want people going oh sometimes like you said you see things coming and, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of the business. You want people to see things coming. It's just not knowing when it's going to come, if you know what I mean. Now, in, in this situation, you go, oh, 
Is there a possibility? And if it is, if it does happen, am I going to like it? Huh, this could be interesting. And hey, let's see what happens. Let's let, let's see what happens first before we start, uh, you know, going Barry Horowitz. <laughs> now, Justin, uh, this is my favorite question to ask you when someone comes on Raw. We got a, we got a, a bit of a battle royal. We got a video package and we got a quick promo. If you'd never seen anything from J.D. McDonough before, are you interested in him now? Yeah, it caught me up. It catches up to speed. They need to do more of this, and we did. And there was others they did this with tonight. Um, you know, even guys that are, you know, have been on Raw before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I love, I love the little Easter eggs that they do. I love, you know, like tonight when we saw Judgment Day walking to the ring. Or no, I'm sorry, excuse me, not Judgment Day. We saw um, they showed Becky walking to the ring on her way to, you know, going to mm-hmm. the commercial before she's coming out. If you look in the background, you saw Judgment Day. You saw. And Paul Heyman was talking to them, obviously trying to coach them up before they fight Sammy and KO. And then, of course, you know, and then we see Heyman later. Like, I like the little things. Look, uh, uh, Finn sneaking in there. That's interesting. J.D. McDonough is from Bray, Ireland, which is where Finn's from. J.D. McDonough was trained by Finn Balor. Uh, so there's a natural connection there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe JD McDonough gets uh, gets gets maybe becomes Judgment Day McDonough. I don't know. Like I just like there's just little 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 seeds of just ideas. You know, I uh, I'm a I was a big NXT UK fan, and he was there, and he was incredible over in NXT UK. Had a run in NXT. Uh, still fan of him. Uh, there he wasn't quite as dominant in NXT as he was in NXT UK, but. Uh, he was there, and so, uh, but uh, I'm a big fan of him. I, like, if you let him cook, he'll do some really good stuff. So hopefully, he gets the chance to do some some cool stuff for them. Um, we got Inda Sheer uh, returning to Raw. Um, or not return? Were they on Raw before as a team? Or no? Veer was with someone else before, right? Yeah. No, it was Veer and yeah. Shanky before. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's yeah. not. They're not returning. Uh, it's, it's a new it's, team. Yeah, fresh for all. Uh, yeah. New team. Uh, but in any case, they come out, they're dominant, get a big win. They say they run Raw. Jimmy, there's a lot of teams saying they run Raw right now. Mm-hmm. Does Indashir stand a chance to run Raw? Well, it depends on where they go. If they're facing uh, question mark and question mark <laughs> every week, yes. I get every once in a while it's good to have an enhancement match to get a team, you know, just a to basically show them, show a rough, tough team, which is what they look like. But again, they need some credible wins eventually against somebody. So this is going to be a slow building process. And Jinder Mahal is not actually surprisingly, you know, good on the mic, even though I didn't understand some of the, I, I, <clears throat> forgive me if I'm mistaken. I think he was speaking Hindi, was he? Yeah. And uh, uh, obviously I don't understand it, but that's the whole idea. There are a few yeah. people out there who understand it, and who, who knows? Maybe he, he said things that got them ticked off because you know a lot of times you know they would go, "Oh, this is cool," and then all of a sudden, I can't believe he just said that. Anyway, yeah, but uh, you know the potential is there, and I like the fact that they're adding and they're building the tag team division and making the tag team titles feel like they mean something. It's just with this team, it's going to take a little time to build. Yeah, Justin, any takeaways from their debut here tonight? Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, it was a prolonged squash match. You know, then, then 
Jenner goes and puts on the headset real quick and does a quick word to the, you know, over commentary. Then he grabs a mic again and says a few final words. And yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. They really, you know, they kept the music playing for a while. The, the guys are, are posing for a while. Uh, so, I mean, they look, they look menacing. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's, it, it, it's, it, it, it's good for the tag division if they stick with it. Um, I think there's naturally just a little bit of, you know, <laughs> pessimism, and this is unfortunate because I, th- I, I, from all accounts, I hear he's a great guy, and I know he was here in Pittsburgh as a pitcher for the Pirates. I know many people who know him, but for Veer, he's had such a comical for, to the critics, you know, rollout on WWE TV. There's just some things you can't forget. You know, oh, Veer is coming. Veer is coming for, for for five months or whatever it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. So that's stuff they have to get over. And but I thought tonight was a good first attempt to try to like forget all that. Here's the new presentation of Indashir. Gender there, who gender is a former world champion. Okay, he is. It's in the record book, so he has he's there and adds to the presentation. So it was a good first night. Uh a couple more nights of this is fine. Against as Jimmy said, question mark versus question mark. But you're gonna but but again, that was what they did with Veer and, and we've seen that that thing they've done before with monsters where they just eventually you got to jump into credibility. You got to jump into stories that matter and stories about people that care. And, uh, you know, we're only gonna be able to watch them beat, you know, local, local talent for so many weeks here. So we'll see. Right. Agreed. It'll be interesting when they start to go up against some of the other tag teams and what they do to the other tag teams. Cause if they crush the Viking Raiders, then I have no interest in the Viking Raiders ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if they're crushing teams that are supposed to be dominant, then I don't have interest in them, but then can I can they keep my attention if they're not crushing people? Well, well it, doesn't, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be crushing, but like, yeah, if um, you know, if the right week comes about here, the next few weeks or months, and uh, Ko and Sammy get get you know confronted by them, mm-hmm. and they don't beat and and Indusheer doesn't beat Ko and Sammy, but they give them a hell of a match that gets slotted in the main event or something like that, then all of a sudden you go, okay, this this team is legit. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. to win necessarily. Um, right. But well, speaking of uh, KO and Sammy, um, they run into Imperium and uh, they Kevin wants to fight them. So they say they're going to have a match them next week. And they say they'll find a partner for a three on three. And then later Imperium's chat with Paul Heyman. Now we'll talk about what they were chatting about later at the end of the show. But we have six man tag for next week. Jimmy KO and Sammy got to find a partner feet to the fire who's their partner going to be well it only makes sense that since they're facing imperium and gunther and gunther is facing who at Ollie. night of champions uh-huh there Would you it, go. It, it, that makes kind of sense mm-hmm. it, it, if not you know uh, did they not tag with matt riddle before i think it'll be riddle because we also tease riddle with gunther issues yeah. of course uh that was teased as well so either one works but I figure it would be a more interesting matchup having Ali tagging with who's technically not a, a total babyface, so mm-hmm. to speak, teaming with the babyface tag uh, tag team champions. And, and that could lead to some. Uh, it, it would be a good rub for Ali to be yeah. uh, to be tagging with KO and Sammy. Right. Is it kind of a from a team standpoint, Jimmy, I agree I, or Justin, I agree that Riddle makes a ton of sense. But to Jimmy's point, yeah, it kind of makes Ali look like he's definitely getting crushed at Night of Champions if he's not the guy they pick, right? Like, it's kind of a weird spot there in this case, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, you can go either way, but I think it, there would be more advantage probably to Ali just because, you know, Riddle's Riddle, Riddle, Riddle's kind of a little bit higher on the chain, though. That would be a big deal for Ali to be standing, to, to make an entrance with KO and Sammy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think you could pivot Riddle to a feud with uh, um, Bronson Reed, I think is where that's going to probably go. Well, also, I mean, you know, and Ali with his positivity, I mean, you know, and the, tonight they did a theme of like KO was at a 10 and all amped up and Sammy's trying to talk him down. Ali can get in there with his positively Ali. You know, I think there's some potential there. Again, that could ah. it, it develop Ali's character. And again, if he, even if he's going to lose at Night of Champions, if you feel like the crowd's at least interested a little bit more, you're elevating this guy's worth. You know, I would love to see him bring in positively Paige for uh, DDP for a segment just to have them chat for, for a little segment that makes like a 10% of the audience who remembers that crack a smile um, we get cody rhodes uh coming out and cuts just another promo as he always does uh and asks the question this is the line of the night for me uh how is your face um and jimmy that sold me on round two uh cody rhodes just always knows the right notes to hit on every single promo doesn't he yeah, he just, uh, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but you want to talk people in front of their television screens or into buildings and stuff like that. Cody just, uh, he just has it. And uh, one of the other things he said, you know, like uh, stuff like where Brock has beaten 99% of the roster. Mm-hmm. And and he, he's, that, he's in that 1% that has beaten Brock and all that stuff and really trying to rub it in there and throwing jabs in there and, Kind of enticing him, especially and and also the little things like selling his ribs, getting into the ring. Still, you know, it's this little things that matter. That that as far as his his promo work, it, right now he's uh he he's at the top. He's on the top of the list. Yeah, you know, he always also likes to do the thing where he like turns and then he looks over his shoulder like this. He always. <laughs> He does have his promos like this. He, he right. like like he's looking at the screen, the monitor in the back for too long, and his neck got stuck like that. He likes to look over his shoulder when he does it. I don't yeah. know if that that's just a Cody thing. I notice every time he he's like stuck over his shoulder. I don't know, but Justin, every time he comes out, I always feel like yeah, Cody's pretty good, but I don't know if he's gonna knock it out of the park again. Every time he does, though, I I, I don't know why I'm always doubting this guy, but he always knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, he has a command. He just has a certain command right now when he's doing his promos. And this is not just right now. He had it on the road to Mania, which is why many of us thought, oh, he's definitely just taking this title. Mm-hmm. He has a command. He has a, from the way that he has delivery to even the thing you're kind of laughing at, just his body movement, the way he, mm-hmm. he uh, locates cameras. He's just, he's there. Um, and, and, you know, to, to, to cut, to, to be in a, it's so funny. The as flawed as the Cody Brock thing is, we, we still actually don't even we've never actually been given an answer as to why the frick Brock cares to attack Cody. Mm-hmm. I think commentary has surmised that, that Brock was upset that he got a middle of the card match against Omos and Cody. I, the, the, the commentary said that, but Brock has never actually really said why the hell he's just so he turned on Cody and mm-hmm. you know. Um, so for as 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 Blank as that is for as whatever uh, Cody's out here and he is just cutting these promos again, talking as Jimmy said, talking you into the building. And you know, he's not Brock's size, he doesn't have Brock's uh, MMA or NCAA credentials for wrestling or fighting. But he is hitting, as you said, he's hitting the how's your face and oh, the next big thing, step aside. Like 
he's 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 it's fighting words you're like oh mm-hmm. shit if somebody said that to me you know uh he he's hitting it um so yeah this is this is <laughs> it's really good stuff it, it really is i i'm I, i'm jam i'm genuinely intrigued in the night of champions match of what do they do to top what we saw it back like like what like how do they i assume cody wins again which who was last to beat Brock twice in a row, you know, twice in like a month's and a half span, but how do we get there? So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about the whole, why are they fighting him and Brock? And this is pro wrestling, I guess, but it is something where I'm like, at this point, I don't care anymore. I'm into it. I'm, I'm sold. So whatever. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, but we're here now and let's rock and roll, baby. I don't care anymore. Uh, but uh, it's, it's good stuff. And we keep, Pitching more matches for next week. We got a quick Zoe Stark picking on Nikki Cross uh, when Candice LeRae stands up for her, and we have a match between Candice LeRae and Zoe Stark next week. Not a whole lot to take away from there, but uh, real quick, guys, just any, Justin, any thoughts on it? Jimmy, any thoughts on it? No. Show, showcasing, yeah, again, showcasing yeah. the results of the draft. Exactly. Cool. Uh, Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville are unhappy that Liv is in, quote unquote, injured and the match has to be postponed so Raquel takes the one-on-one match with Chelsea and Chelsea was not excited about it but she Chelsea gets a hot start because of Sonia helping her but eventually Raquel gets the win as you'd expect the story here is though after the match Ronda Rousey returns and attacks Raquel saying they're going to keep attacking her until they get the title shot uh Jimmy this was a um this set us up for another big time matchup here. What do you think about Ronda coming back and I guess calling her shot? I, I liked it because she looked like she wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the Ronda Rousey we want to see. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people think, Oh, she was maybe we Ronda should be a baby face, but she's with Shayna Baszler. They're two badass women. And she looks like she wants to fight and she wants to fight for the titles. Again, trying to make the titles feel important. And that's what they did tonight. Not only with uh, with uh, Sonia and Chelsea, but also with Rhonda and... and uh, Shayna. Sorry. Um, the, uh, Justin, my one, I guess, negative to this, and I, I think I know how you'll respond, but I'm going to ask anyways. Did you feel a little bit like with Rhonda and Shayna coming back, taking the shot, that they kind of threw Chelsea and Sonia Deville under the bus, like, and kind of took all the, uh, all the, the momentum they had and sort of just stole it. Uh, I, I don't know how much, uh, I think Chelsea and Sonia to me, at least they don't necessarily have momentum of like truly challenging for the tag titles. It's more comic, you know, like, like a week ago, I think they were, they were trying to get people to sign a petition. You know, very just comic stuff. Like, you know, they haven't beaten anybody. You know, I mean, Chelsea's whole shtick is she complains to get her way, and um, you know, no. So I don't know. I just I I I, I like I, I and, and Jack. I, I kind of wanted to think last week, and you weren't here. Like, I like I like Rhonda and Shayna the attack here. Um, I think Raquel. Like I Raquel to me has got. Um, She's my long-term investment. If, mm-hmm. if Rhea's holding the title until next year's Mania season, Raquel's somebody I'm eyeing to maybe be a babyface that you groom 
to be a serious threat that has the fans behind her. You know, she has size, but size as a female with you normally gets pinned as a heel, but she's got babyface charisma and whatever. But nonetheless, what I'm saying is, I like her being involved with something with somebody credible like Rana, Rhonda. Um, so I think this is good. I, I like I like that. I like that for uh, for her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I agree on Raquel. I think she's she's your whole Kogan of that division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if people are gonna compare Bianca to a John Cena. Uh, I think you could have your Hulk Hogan with um, with Raquel uh, Rodriguez, and um, yeah, I think she, she'll be great. I, I imagine a down the road confrontation between her and Rhea Ripley will print money too. So um, it could. I think you have to obviously sustain Rhea, which I think they will. Right. I feel pretty good about that. But but sustain Rhea. But I think play the cards right with Raquel. Uh, I really mm-hmm. feel like she could be somebody who you. You could, you know, you could. She wins Rumble, and 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 fans are rallying behind her. Absolutely. Yep. Um, we uh, we get to the end of the night here, and uh, it's Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, eventually, Dom and Rhea get kicked out of ringside, and Woods attacks Dom. Continuing that, Paul Heyman arrives, and then Imperium arrives at ringside after a bunch of shenanigans. Judgment Day gets the win. This was a very exciting ending. This was the kind of ending to a show that I personally love. I know some people may say they tried to do too much, but I was all for it. But Jimmy, as a referee, mm-hmm. I, I have to go to you here. What are your thoughts of the referee here saying, hey, Dom and Rhea, get out of here. I don't like all the shenanigans on the outside. Only to let Imperium and Paul Heyman and every other Tom, Dick, and Harry in WWE come out to ringside and hang out and get involved. That's that's the only little again the little things that make you go, oh come on, you know you don't want Imperium really had no business being out there, other than the fact like obviously us at home saw them talking to Paul Heyman and stuff like that and and all that stuff going on. But you know with the referee there said, hey, you know. What are you guys doing out here? And they did two distractions to get mm-hmm. the win, not one. One they did the one distraction that didn't that the that that didn't pan out the way they had hoped, and then they did a second one. But uh, as far as excitement goes, it was a very exciting match, very entertaining. I just uh, I'm, I'm I just feel like lately the uh, a couple of things: the roll up for a win, the roll up mm-hmm. pin, and the ref distractions have been. And an easy out for people, and I think they need to cool them a little bit and make the make the the distractions better. Where it, it the heat goes on the heel and not the referee. I think that's the problem lately is with the way they've been distracting the referees. The heat's been going to the ref. Hey, Jimmy, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the that main event, I think was uh, I think it was Chad Patton doing right. It. Uh, Chad's obviously mm-hmm. veteran. Right, was there with you? Right. Is, uh, to you, the best of your knowledge, I, I I know I'm putting you in a weird spot, but I really want to ask you this: Is just would somebody like Chad have enough tenure to step up and say to the talent of the agents, "We we need to rework, or we're doing too many distractions, or that does, like is, would it be in the okay place to step up and say, "I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a diva. I'm trying to help. Right. We need to rework this." It's, it's exactly what you said. It's all in the way you present it. 
You don't come off saying, hey, guys, you know what? You're burying me out there. You're making me look, it, you know, it, it's like, hey, guys, can I ask a question? Do you think that maybe this, if we do it the way you suggest that the heat's going to the right, because I want the heat to go to you guys. I don't want to take the heat away from you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of the way you present it, all the way you, you suggest it. And then, you know, maybe if you say it that way, they go, oh, I no, And they would appreciate it more that way. Because as I say, the, the referee's out there to help them tell their story. Yeah. And when you're, and when, like I said, the, if the heat goes to the referee, you're taken away from their story. Right. So, yeah. so to your point, Justin, yes, uh, someone like Chad does have a, a tenure where he can do it, but you still have to be, uh, I hate to use the term politically correct, but there is a way to present your case without sounding like a diva, like you said. Yeah. And it's, um, I always think too, to go back to the, the roll up thing is if there's a distraction, you can still just hit your finisher and then pin them. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's it, a concept. It, it doesn't wow. change, you know, instead of rolling <laughs> them up, you could still just go, okay, finisher, then pin as opposed to just roll up. And then it makes the finisher look better too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, uh, in any case that said, uh, yeah, Justin, what were you, how did how did you like this ending? Again, I know it was a lot of stuff. I'm a big fan. I love the over overdone endings. I love it when ev- well, everything everything's thrown in. So I was having a ball watching this personally. Yeah, no, there was a lot going on, but again, it was the thread of the night. You know, it, you know, again, the the Easter eggs of you know, the Heyman's talking to the heels and I mean, he, you know, they KO and Sammy are still a problem to the bloodline and uh, so that so it, it it worked that there was a thread. And so I, I was okay that I, to, I mean, like everything Jimmy kind of already hit on it as, as, as the referee should, um, it was a little inconsistent of like, well, what's our policy here on the outside, uh, you know, attendees, but uh, you know, again, that, that stuff aside, it was a, it was a, a fun finish to raw. And again, it's tune in next week. Cause we're going to have Imperium and, Okay, so it, it, like it, it was a good ending. It was everything did kind of like flow and make sense. And um, to circle this whole podcast back around to where we started with, uh, I know again we had some weeks weeks ago, months ago at this point where it was like, oh, Vince is around and whatever. What's going on? Again, there was a lot of good, progressive, free flowing, consistent stories, and 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 this makes sense. It's going to happen next week, and then next week's going to go to Night of Champions. So that's all good that feels like that feels like there is a plan it's in paper maybe it's on pen maybe not pen uh you know should be maybe some pencil not pen but like it feels like there's ideas and, and consistency happening so all in all overall i liked it i liked what was happening mm-hmm. i like I, I i like where a lot of superstars are, are sitting in terms of the situations that they have to be booked forward what i'm really hoping to what i like about all these these bad teams coming together is um I just I hope that one day they all just get in the ring together and then a man in a hood comes out and takes it off and it's Vincent Mann. And he says, it was me all along, Sammy. And then we get a big corporate ministry gang up of all of them together that go to take out Sammy Zayn. Maybe uh, not happening. Maybe I don't not. know. <laughs> it would be right, the good. worst riding, but I'd still be giggling. Like, <laughs> good that we have Sammy at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Uh, yes. Um, it, it, yeah, and that's uh, very interesting that we're going to get him there in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia this year. So hopefully uh, that all stays stays good for him. 
Exactly. Uh, but I do, in all seriousness, as far as the groups go, uh, I what I love about the bad guys teaming up is you know they're not going to stay friends for long. And that means you know there's going to be a conflict between them. And I can't wait to see Imperium versus Judgment Day versus Bloodline versus whoever. You want to see what sets whatever team off. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. It's yep. a it's a powder keg, as they say. Yes. Um, so it's uh yeah was, I thought overall it was a it was a good show I really enjoyed it everyone in the chat let me know your your thoughts on tonight's episode give us a uh, an out of ten uh, and as we wrap up uh, Justin I'll let you go first any final thoughts on tonight's episode and where can the world find you online Yeah no good show uh, like I said pretty consistent storytelling We're, you know they got they're two weeks just under two weeks away from Night of Champions. So uh, a lot to build off of. Uh, again, uh, even the Battle Royal, as we said, just that that alone spawned five stories and feuds to work off of if they choose. So, yeah, overall, good show. Um, yeah, at Justin Labar on the socials here on Monday, back here on Wednesday with uh, Jimmy and Issa, what's supposed to be a very historic announcement day for AEW. Uh, Friday mornings, I'm on Busted Open Spar with Labar, Channel 156 on Sirius XM Radio check it out um yeah that's that and jimmy what were your overall thoughts of the show so far just you know where the fans think we're at about an eight out of ten we got a 7.2 and a four out of ten as well but what do you think no i enjoyed the show and i thought they did a good job of building towards the pay-per-view which is what they're supposed to do and get people invested and especially with the world champion heavyweight championship the new title there they did a better job of making it feel more important tonight and also, like you, we talked about the tag team situation, man, did the tag team feel so important in the tag team titles right now. So they did a good job of elevating, uh, you know, a lot of talent tonight and a lot of stories going forward. And as far as me, like we, you can find us here on Monday nights. And like Justin said, on Wednesday nights with him and Isa talking AEW Dynamite. And you can also find me on all my social media platforms uh, giving my ref and rants from Monday to Friday, just a little critique here and there, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws. And also my good brother in stripes, Brian Heber and I, along with our host, RJ, do a little podcast that drops on Wednesdays called Reffing It Up. Yep. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, Shiva, Tut, Graf, uh, Safet, Dream Realm Studios, Zook, Enigma. Zook, where have you been? You just showed up just now at the end. You gave us a, you gave the show a four out of 10. You don't even show up for the whole mm. show. Zook, I'm ashamed of you. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I love you coming through. But Tut Graf, Baby Ice, uh, Ricky Zaldivar, uh, everyone else, appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And uh, you can also check me out on Thursday doing commentary for Santino Bros. Uh, it's on YouTube slash at Santino Bros, uh, where we got a cool show. Fight night should be a fun one. Uh, make sure to check out everything on Wrestling Inc. Follow Wrestling Inc. for all the good stuff. And, of course, NXT's after show tomorrow. I think that does it for us on a very fun night of wrestling Monday night. We'll see you out, guys all tomorrow for the NXT after show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.